Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Laura Kennedy Live, and I'm Laura Kennedy. Our mission here at Laura Kennedy Live is to bring valuable information to our audience that will enlighten the way they do business, enhance how they interact with their customers and clients, assist them with networking with other business owners, and live, as always, as caring and compassionate citizens. One of the ways we do that is by inviting exciting, unique, and successful business owners, as well as different industry leaders, to come on the show and share with us their experience and expertise. Tonight, we're going to be talking about how to create opportunities through social media. And if you have not had a chance to read our guest bio, you can still do that by clicking on the bio button on the screen. And if during our conversation this evening you have any questions or comments, please send them to us using the comment box there on the screen or email them to me at laurakennedylive at gmail.com. Here to help us with our discussion this evening is the multi-talented, high-energy, founder and host of Go Gladiator TV, Harrison Painter. Welcome to the show, Harrison. How are you? I am wonderful. Very, very wonderful tonight. How are you? I'm marvelous, darling. Marvelous. (laughs) Okay. So first, before we start today, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have some good news for me? Do I have some good news for you? Well, as far as uh, the definition of who I am, I'm sure that's what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's always a good thing. No, I was just I just wanted to see if I could uh, get you to confess right up front, but that's okay. We'll come back to that. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, Harrison. So before we get started, why don't you share with our audience, for those that haven't had a chance to meet you yet, about your background and how you came to be the host of Gladiator TV. What a journey, what a journey. Uh, basically, I joined the military, got out of the military, went to Ford Motor Company, worked there for 12 years, hated every moment of it. I uh, decided I wanted to work for myself, made the jump into real estate, became a real estate investor, formed my own real estate company, Gladiator Real Estate Group. I formed that in October of 2007, and as most people know, that was probably about the worst timing on the planet to open a real estate company. Uh, so struggled through that, right? Struggled through that quite a bit, and I found social media. Uh, actually, the spawn, the seed that, that created all this was actually a book called The Go Giver by Bob Berg. One of and my favorites. Awesome. I'm actually going to go see him on Friday up in Chicago. He's he's speaking up there. Awesome. Uh, but he was the spawn, and then and then I got into social media and met some people that were doing a go-giver tour and bonded with those guys and they were doing video and I said, I can do that, <laughs> right? <laughs> and video became live streaming and it just, it, it, this has all evolved literally in about eight months. And now I'm doing a live show on Ustream called Go Gladiator TV and this initially was going to be a real estate show. Uh, you know, I wasn't completely sold on social media with with how I look at it today, I thought it would just be a platform for me to get buyers, talk about real estate, and that was pretty much it. Now it's evolved into I'm actually a social media consultant, a promoter, uh, soon-to-be author, <laughs> and uh, the show has gone more in how do you use social media in your business, in your life, to improve both and get some good direction with that, and it's so exciting. It is. And isn't this absolutely more worthwhile to you personally? Oh, so, I mean, look, real estate was a very, you know, I'm not going to rip the industry, but it's a very cutthroat industry. I guess that is ripping it a little bit, right? Just a little, but not too much. It's a very tough business, right? You have to have the thickest skin. You don't know who your friends are. Uh, I can tell you in the seven years in the real estate business, I can count the people I trust on one hand, and I don't need all my fingers. Uh, in the eight months I've been in social media, I have to take off my shoes to count those people now. So that's how powerful this these platforms are. Awesome. So where do you think marketing is going to go in 2009 or what's left of it? Well, for the rest of 2009, I, I think, look, I, I believe in being ahead of trends, not in the trend. But I know everybody can't do that. But the fact is, if, if you're well, you are the pioneer, though, right? And that's what they're calling me. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I'm, I'm proud of that. I, I hope that I, I, I am a pioneer, and, and I, I'm very humbled when people say that. But I just believe in these tools and, and the value that I see by using them and meeting people like you, Laura, and, and some of the other folks in our circle. And it's just amazing. So marketing for the rest of 2009 is going to be a blend of social new media, if you will, and old media. You know, you can utilize both tools together to make a difference. You know, I, I am seeing a lot of people make the mistake of, okay, this is new media. I'm just going to do that only. And then right. you see the other side that's saying, this is a fad and we're sticking with this. And, and the two sides have to marry, and they can work together very well. Actually, absolutely. And they actually complement each other very well. Absolutely. Okay. 100%. So when you were introduced to social media, though, what was your first impression? Because a lot of people, when they first get started, they're totally overwhelmed. Well, I... I when I first got into social media, you know, Facebook, I thought, was college kids, right? You know, I want to go get drunk with my buddies, and that's where I go to do this. Or if you're a little bit more mature, I'm just sharing family photos with one another, right? And that's really was my perception of Facebook. And then I went to Twitter, and I literally thought it was, okay, Laura's drinking coffee today. Do I, do I really care if Laura's <laughs> drinking coffee or not? Because Laura you would know. be drinking coffee every day. <laughs> Uh, you know, so th that was my perception, and now that I'm very, very deep and immersed into this world, I'm seeing that that's the norm, right, that I felt the same way that everybody else did. Uh, now, you start jumping in all these tools, it's, it, it's very tough because there's so much noise, right, and, and you're moving quickly, but yet you're not moving quickly enough, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Right, because... One thing I've learned with these tools that, that's another misconception when, when people jump into it is that social media is going to blow my business up. Now, it will, but over time, right. right? People think they can just get on Twitter and boom, 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 here's my product, and, oh, guess what, 48 hours, I'm going to be a millionaire. It doesn't work that way. Twitter and Facebook, you've got a cocktail party now going on 24-7, and people need – to act the exact same way using these new media tools as you would going to a physical cocktail party or networking event. And I think that's where the disconnect comes because it's all moving so fast that you have to take that step back and realize this is the mindset that I need to use while utilizing these tools. And once you break through that barrier, and, and, and look, every, everybody will fight that going in, but once you break through that barrier, magical things happen. Right, and we here on this show often like to relate social media to the dating relationships, and I'm sure that you and Tiffany didn't meet one day and get married the next, right? Absolutely not. You know, you're right. You're, you're you absolutely are right. You think of it as like you're dating. You know, when 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 I met Tiffany, it wasn't, hey, how you doing? Let's get married. <laughs> it was you know, probably quite the opposite, do. right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't even get a kiss goodnight on our first date. So, you know, I think I got one of those hugs, but it was like one of those one-second little boom, right? <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, you've got to act in the same way. So, you know, you wouldn't go to a networking party either, or I hope not. Some people do, but you shouldn't, and just start throwing your business cards around. Uh and on that note, look, when I go to a, a networking event live, I will never give you my business card unless you ask for it. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to give you a reason to ask for it, but I'm not just going to throw it at you. And, and that's the same rules that apply in social media. You have to build the relationship, and relationships cannot be built overnight, not the real relationships. Correct. All right, so you've had some amazing people on your show, and just for my audience, um, if you want to see the replays of his show, you can do that by going to gogladiatortv.com, and you can see them right there on the screen, and they're actually very entertaining. But going back to your guests, how did you use social media to connect with those people? Well, today was a very interesting show. You know, we, we went to a website called Mashable, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with that, it, it's, a, it's a website of just all kinds of cool social media news, and people kind of vote on it and all that kind of stuff. We saw a story on there of 
a young guy who was utilizing Twitter about one of his passions was with uh, St. John's basketball. Uh, somebody somehow caught wind of this and actually offered him press credentials to become their official Twitter press guy. Uh, we saw this story. We found him on Twitter. We tweeted him. We, we got a hold of him and got him on the show today. We, we got him via phone. We didn't get him in, you know, on video video, but it was kind enough that quickly to jump on and just answer a couple of questions. Which puts you on the on the breaking news front because you got turned him around that quickly. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and then Tom Heights, who we had on today, he's a University of Kentucky, really kind of basketball legend within that community, played in, in the very early 80s, uh, and very big in Indiana. He was like an Indiana high school all-star here. Uh, I found him on Twitter, and he's now his, – his nephew is Brad Miller, who is, uh, I think, the starting center, I think, for the Chicago Bulls today. And we connected. He's in the financial world, and, and he's supporting uh, – his son has autism, and he wants to create awareness about autism, and he wants to utilize social media tools to do that. So we've been talking a lot about strategies – on how we can make that happen, and we're going to be working together in the future on some of that stuff. So it's just amazing, and, and we've got a very, very big guest coming up on September 24th. I can't officially announce it yet, but stay tuned because it's going to be huge. Yeah, you will, uh, you will want to be there. All right, so now let's talk about social contracts and social capital, two big words being thrown around over the last three weeks. Where do you stand and with that? Okay, I come from the school. Look, at least from what I see, there's three kinds of social contracts that I'm seeing out in the field. You have people with very, very strict social contracts. Okay, so if I haven't met you in person I'm not going to allow you into my Facebook page or into my Twitter life. Uh, now, that's good in, in some respects, but I think those people miss a lot of opportunity. I, I wouldn't have connected with Laura if I would have had that strict of a social contract. Uh, then you have what I call your social media – how do I put that politically correct, Laura? <laughs> you, you're, they're very loose. We'll put it that way. Uh, basically, <laughs> no social contract whatsoever. They just want to build 50,000 followers, 5,000 followers, and just blow it up, and, and they just don't care who they're connecting with at all. They're all about numbers. Uh, and then you have guys like me who are completely focused on my social contract. You're going to be on a probation period. So I'm going to friend you or I'm going to allow you to friend me. We're going to connect, and if you spam me, you're gone. Uh, if you engage me, I'm going to engage you back, and we're going to try to build a relationship, and that's how it works. So I think that everybody needs to think in those terms because to build social capital takes time, right? We all want 50 million followers. I mean, I think everybody would like to have that, but you can't just do it in a short amount of time because you have to build a foundation of social capital, and you do that by talking about yourself, right? People want to know who I am, who Laura is, as people, right? What's our likes? What's our interests? Because that makes us normal. That makes us just like all of you. And that gives uh, them something to connect or disconnect with, right? Correct. You know, maybe I like kayaking, and there's 10,000 people that like kayaking too. Uh, you know, so that's a bonding experience with that. Um, you know, or music. You talk about music. You know, maybe, maybe Laura's a jazz fan, and everybody, you know, you're going to bond with people that like jazz music. Uh, so that that's your very personal like factor. Uh, and then you jump into creating value for others. Uh, in Twitter world, that's what we call retweeting others' tweets, sharing links of other people's blogs. Uh, if, if you're surfing the net and you find a really nice website that, that you think other people would find valuable, you tweet that stuff out or put it up on your Facebook wall and you share that with people. Uh, you can also do quotes. You know, the quotes that motivate you have a pretty strong chance of motivating me. Uh, you know, I could be having a really crappy day for some reason. And, uh, you know, you send out a tweet of a motivational quote, and boom, that's the spark that just motivates my day and gets me back fired up. Right. So that's your value center. 
Uh, and then the third I call your shameless self-promotion. Uh, you know, now I do say to be pleasantly persistent. You know, some people might take shameless to the next level. But that's where you're driving traffic to your website, your product, your book, your coaching or your widget or whatever that is. But that's your like, know, and trust factor because once you do the first two, I'm probably going to do business with you or refer you to somebody that's going to build your business because you did the first two. So that goes into your Twitter 33 and a third. Care to share? Correct, yes. Yeah, and basically you're tweeting in third. So you, you've got a third that is about you. You've got your second third, which is going to be the creating value that I talked about. And then your last third is your pleasantly persistent self-promotion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. And I think I actually heard one of your – or saw one of your fans. You see that? I act like I'm actually hearing them. But I actually saw one of your fans uh, today use that exact term. Uh, shameless promotion on his uh, wine page. <laughs> I had to get a chuckle out of that because I knew where that came from. All right. What a... Go ahead. Oh, uh, well, let me tell you a little bit about just why social media is fun. Uh, right before the show today, I am, I am actually in the middle and involved in uh, a Twitter grilled cheese controversy. One of, uh, I think, Laura's friends that she introduced me to, uh, well, actually, I'm going to put a whole blog about this, but basically I shot a video for somebody. I was eating a grilled cheese cheese sandwich and enjoying it and sharing it with uh, VA in Paradise. Uh, Somebody else saw the video and accused the grilled cheese of not actually being a real grilled cheese. Uh, that is now blown up into a, a, people have a poll on their website and people are voting on if it's a fake or a real grilled cheese. And stay tuned for the blog post on that. But it's a, it's a lot it, of it fun. Should have, I mean, the third category should have been it was a lame grilled cheese. Oh. <laughs> Someone forgot the grill on that cheese. <laughs> <laughs> These little things that pop up, right? And, and even through that, we're creating social capital with each other because life isn't always business. Life is fun. And sometimes you've got to just have fun and let these things go where they're going to go. That's right. And the mo- the best relationships that I have on social media are ones that we let take their own course, whether it was business, personal, hobby-related, just let it ride. You cannot force the relationship. No matter how much you want that person to reach out and communicate with you, you can't make them do that unless they're ready to communicate with you. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, I had a talk with a lady today who she's having a tough time. She She's a very positive person, a very good soul, and people are kind of beating her up a little bit. And I said, look, you can't change people. It goes with your forcing. You can't change people. You really can't. But you can hope to influence them to want to change. And that's why I'm on a very driven mission with social media because, look, I, I can't make you use these tools tomorrow. But if I'm the lead and I'm the example and you see what's going on, I'm going to create that influence if you want to change because you're going to see where we go and how successful all of this can make the people that are involved, and you'll change when you're ready. And that's exactly what I told her because she was trying to force it. You just can't do it. Just just spread your positive message and, and people will get on board. That's right. And if they don't, that's okay too. You cut them off. Clear out the negative noise. Absolutely. You know, I I heard an old saying a long time ago, and I never really took it to heart until I became an entrepreneur. You are only as strong as your weakest link. Absolutely. That's an old Navy saying, by the way. (laughs) Right. But I never really understood it until social media. And then you start studying other people, right? And you see a lot of these NBA stars. You know, they get a lot of money, they're very successful, but they crumble because they're hanging around their old friends, right, the old friends that didn't go anywhere, the ones that are just sucking off of them and and just tearing them down. You know, and you do. You have to cut those people out of your life at a certain point and say, I need to do what's best for me, for my life, for my family, and you've got as hard as it can be, you've got to do that. You've got to do it. And you know what? Some of them may come back, and that's okay. That's allowed. I'm sure that uh, as your children, or your children are a lot younger than mine are, 
But you've probably had little friends of theirs that could not behave by your rules that you've kicked out of the house and said, you got to go home. And then later, when they've learned the rules, they can come back and they get another try, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's all about discipline and, and doing what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. So let's talk now. We're talking about opportunities. Um, so how did the mind tripping t- um, campaign that you did um, come from social media? Well, I've always dabbled in businesses here and there, and, and I've booked a lot of corporate entertainment for companies. So if, if you had a product launch or a trade show, uh, your Christmas event, or needed a, a kind of a motivational entertainment value for that, I, I could book that for your company. Uh, and, and these entertainers came to me and, and they said, what you're doing with social media is amazing. How can we get involved? And I said, well, I'm glad you asked because I'm a social media consultant. Touching. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they, they hired me to teach them how to use these tools, how to set up a, a blog, a, really a video lo- blog, which we're calling blogs now, uh, show them how to shoot video on there, show them how to use Twitter, set up a Facebook page. Uh, then I got them booked for a five-week run up at the Abbey Resort in Lake Geneva. This is kind of a playground for the rich of Chicago, if you will. Uh, five-week run there. By week four, we were selling out the house. So the fourth week and the fifth week, we had sold-out rooms going. And we mixed old media with new media. Uh, and then I ended up doing some consulting with the Abbey as well. But we basically got on the front page of the local papers – we got on the radio, uh, did a 20-minute interview on the radio, so there's our old media tools, and it was all driven through connecting with folks in that region on Twitter and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So it was an amazing experience because it was watching the power of social media firsthand and watching it build on a local level, right? Because we all look at these tools as this big, huge, worldwide national monstrosity, and you can really – bring it down to that local level if you build those relationships. And you should stay. You mentioned this the other day on your show also. You should stay connected at your local level. Absolutely, and I'm glad you said that. We just had a big event in Indianapolis. It was called Blog Indiana. I was not voted for any awards. I didn't even know that this existed. Some big names were here, Chris Brogan, which a lot of you might have heard of, and, and, and Brad Ward and some of these guys. I was so focused on world domination that I neglected my own backyard. And there's a lot of exciting things going on right in your communities. Uh, so now we're taking a step back and going, yeah, we need to get connected locally. Well, we just dropped the ball on that. Uh, and, and it's huge. So you can find – what I call Ning websites is I think it's Ning.com, but a lot of people build platforms there for special interest or for local. We have smaller Indiana in Indiana for that. Uh, it's it you, you can do it. If you, there's tweet ups that happen. So if you live in Chicago, LA, New York, I'm sure you could find tweet ups happening all the time. And Every day of the week. Yeah, people just saying, hey, we're going to have a meeting. It's a tweet up, let's just go have coffee or drinks or dinner or whatever and, and just get involved with that. And you're you're gonna meet people at the speed of light within, you know, networking time. Which is how you literally combine the virtual world with the real world. You may make the introduction on um social media and then take it to the next level, which is what I like to call bringing them into your house by the face to face. Absolutely, and we're doing that with what's called Rebar Camp. Um, you know, it, it, this event started in San Francisco, and some of you might be familiar with Bar Camp. It, it's been around for a while, and we just put real estate in front of it. Uh, it spawned in San Francisco about a year and a month ago. They've already done, I don't know the exact number, but it's over 25. These events are called the Unconvention, okay? So – Basically, they're all free. Uh, we get sponsors to cover the cost for the event. People come there, and, and all of the content is attendee-driven. So if we had 1,000 people show up, 
we would kind of take polls and see what people wanted to talk about. And, of course, right now it's Twitter and Facebook and video and social media strategy. Uh, and then if, if you're a, a guru in that field, you know, I hate the word expert, but if you're well-versed in that field, then you could have an opportunity to speak to a very large group and spread your message. It's just a very magical experience. And, and I was honored to be on the planning committee to bring the one here to Indianapolis. And we're going to be doing that on November 2nd. Uh, but they're just And the great. link and for that is on your website, right? The Rebar Camp link? Uh, I don't think it's up on the website yet because we're, we're just now locking in the venue and all that. But if you go to rebarcamp.com forward slash indie forward slash, uh, there's the skeleton website up there. Awesome. Okay. We'll be linking that up very shortly, and I'll put links up to all the other bar camps because you don't have to be in real estate to go. I just went to the one in Columbus, Ohio, and did I spoke on video and Ustream, and a lot of the folks there weren't in real estate because at the end of the day, all these tools will benefit everybody regardless of what industry you're in because the basic principles are the same, right? It's connecting, relationship building, and all that. So it doesn't matter if you're selling real estate, insurance, coaching, uh, you know, brick and mortar, wine, you know, whatever that is, all these Web tools design, work. Web design, virtual assistance. Virtual assistance. Virtual assistance can make a big splash in social media. So, uh, yeah, this is big. It's really, really big. So, and oh. Camp is the example of bringing that virtual world into a live conference and creating magic, and that's what it is. It, it's a purely magical experience. It's very organic. So let's talk about the one of the ways that you are uniquely setting a trend on Twitter. And some people have done it, you know, a little hit and miss, but you do it almost on a daily basis. And that is that introduction where you kind of connect. You're almost playing the role of the connector that's outlined in the go-giver. Talk to us about why you do that. Well, you know, I believe in the concept of most people get into social media and think it's all about promoting themselves. I believe promoting yourself is good, don't get me wrong, but I believe <laughs> that you have to promote others, right? You promote others, and, and it goes back to when I sold real estate. It's selling without selling. When you're connecting others, you are promoting yourself. You're just not doing it in a big, fat, egotistical way that so many of us have been trained to do. Right? If you've been to a lot of these sales trainings and all that, we are taught to be very aggressive, uh, egotistical. It, it's a very arrogant attitude to be a salesperson. Social media is, is, is the complete opposite because that won't work. You know, right. Some people do it and maybe get away with it, but there's only going to be very few personalities. And, 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 even, in, you, and even before, that hardcore in-your-face sales, sure, that were the gullible people taken – but the other people would walk away. So, Absolutely. You know, consumers are not falling for that in-your-face used car salesman, no offense to my listeners, um, campaign anymore. Well, here's the cool thing about social media. You can't hide. You really can't hide. If, if you're using these tools and you're a fraud or you're not customer-oriented or you really don't care about your client base, it's going to show. You know, you might be able to fake it for a week, but that's going to be about it. Because if yep. you're not engaging, you're not caring about them, you're not doing what you need to do to be authentic, you're going to crash and burn. And that's a good thing <laughs> for those of us that are deeply into it because it's going to create an amazing business environment, just amazing. Exactly. And now let's go back to this this. this. I don't want to use the word trick because it's not a trick, but let's uh, method that you're using. How's that? The method that you're using because you have personally introduced me to some very interesting um, individuals, but you didn't do that right away. So walk us through how that comes to be. Okay. Well, I'll, I will either follow somebody that I find interesting or maybe somebody chose me. Then we'll start engaging. How's it? I mean, the simple things you do in real life, how's your day going? You know, how can I help you? What What's your business? You know, what's the perfect client for you if I run across anybody? So you just the small talk stuff that we all start with. As you see them engage, 
you start learning about them, and it goes back to the third, the third, and the third. So not only do you tweet that way, but you ask questions that way. So if maybe somebody's brand new and doesn't know what they're doing. So I'll say, well, hey, Laura, do you like to go camping? You know, and yes or no. Or maybe she'll say, no, I like to play tennis. You know, so we, we start building that part of the relationship. Now I'll start sharing something with her. You know, here's a link to this. I think it will help you with what you do. You're a business consultant. Hey, check out this new company that's, that's out. Take a look at this, and she'll share something back with me. So once we get to the point of like, know, and trust, that's when now I'm going to introduce Laura to somebody else I like, know, and trust that I think will fit her. But you also have an extra step in the middle of there, which is where the unique part comes in, because not everybody will do this. What's that? You know, I, I sometimes I don't know my own genius, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> here, let me see if I can give you a uh, give you a hint here. Uh, no, I don't have it. Okay, well, so much for that. But um, bring, bring. But I actually talk to people on the phone. A novel concept, isn't it? Well, I mean, maybe that's why you threw me because, you know, I, I'm all about getting on the phone because that's the final big connection. I mean, that's really the ultimate goal. If there's somebody you want to do business with or somebody you want to connect with, you're eventually going to have to get on the phone with them, you know, right. to, to, to get to that next level. I mean, you can only take it so far in social media. You're eventually going to have to shake somebody's hand or get them on the phone. Exactly. And, yeah, absolutely. So I'm on the phone all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love headsets? Otherwise, we'd all have disability for our necks being kinked to one side. <laughs> I really do. I really do. I just wish we were a little more comfortable and the batteries lasted a little bit longer. Yes. I have that same <laughs> problem. I go through about four or five handsets every day. <laughs> every day. I'm hoping that Santa Claus will bring me a new scent. Hit, hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about some of those things that that um, that noise. Let's go to the noise for a minute. Let's okay. talk about those automated programs that are thrown in our face, what, 50, 60 times a day? Hate them. Hate them. Hey. Um, look, there's no shortcuts in building relationships. You just can't do it. Um, when I first started in social media, let's just say I would have bought one of these programs. Right. More than likely, I'm connecting with other people that bought these programs, right? So now I'm connected with everybody else that has 10,000 followers. Nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody's engaging. And it's a dead zone. Now, let's take it the other route. Let's say I did get 10,000 great connections. Well, I can't connect with all these people, not in the next week. I mean, I can't do the math, but I don't think you can physically connect with 10,000 people in a week. Not unless you go around them all in a room. (laughs) Unless you're doing an event or a podcast seminar, but just sitting here on Twitter and Facebook, you you can't do that. So you're really burning through good connections and wasting people's time, and you've got to build a very good, solid foundation and get started. You know, your core group and let your core group grow. Uh, Automation is cold. It's it's just it doesn't work. And, you know, if, if, if you connect with me automated and I say, Hey, how's it going? You know, Billy three sixty four. You don't see it in the noise or the chatter. You you never connect with me, and it was just a complete waste of everybody's time. Right. Uh, you know, the, the other automated. I just did a video, a tweet tube video. I, I put out was, I said my Twitter tip of the day. If you do an automated welcome DM, which I'm not totally against those, but don't put a link in it. Don't try to sell me anything. Just welcome. Thank you for the follow. That's that's all you need to do if you're going to go that route. Uh, don't link it up. Don't do it because you're going to make people mad, and you don't want to do that. Well, not only that, so many viruses right now are being spread by those links that are in the autos. Right. And Absolutely. So, and, go ahead. Yeah, and it goes back to like, know, and trust again. You know, anything Laura sends me, I'm going to go ahead and click through. You know, or anybody that has a decent following and I watch you and I can see that you're interacting. And I mean, you eventually get to the point where there's this really cool flow, right? What was that show with Keanu Reeves, the, uh, where the lights were coming down and you could see everything? Um, 
I don't know. Does that rank right up there with television? Because I haven't watched it in ages. Oh, well, <laughs> we'll know what I'm talking about. It's a movie kind of, there was a trilogy, and uh, it was kind of all this stuff coming down. But, but you see all this noise, and it all starts to make sense. You know, and you can watch a person and see how they're interacting with others, and you can kind of tell even without meeting them if they're a trustworthy person. So you can open their links, and, and that's just kind of how this thing builds and grows. And one of our one of our, ring, our ringleaders is is on our comment section here, Jamie from Crager Inc., who we got to listen to earlier today, so shared some very similar advice on um, Power Talk today, and he says that hey, I'm engaging, <laughs> and you absolutely are, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie's great. You know, we had him on the show. His website, I think, is CragerInc.com. A guy's a monster. I mean, he understands how to blend SEO with engaging and building relationships and, and talking with people. And, and, I mean, he's just a powerhouse. I mean, that's another guy that, that I learned so much from. Here's the other thing that I want to talk about real quick while I'm saying that. You know, I, I people call me the social media pioneer, right? And I really think that I'm moving – very, very quickly through this, right? And I feel like I am ahead of a lot of folks. But then I meet somebody like Laura. I meet somebody like Jamie Prager, and I realize that there's so much in this space that you're never really fully, completely ahead of the game, right? Boom, here, I, I'm, I'm lacking on SEO. Boom, I meet Laura, and i got to be a little bit more organized with what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, so it kind of knocks you back going, okay, well, I, well I'm moving fast, but i got to start – crossing my T's and dotting my I's and making sure that everything is flowing the way it's supposed to be. So but that what, that really says for you, what that really says for you, though, Harrison, is that you're going into it with your eyes open, and as leaders, we have to always be learning, always open to whatever the newest technology or the newest uh, information out there is. We can't stop. So having meet, and what I think is one of the best things about social media is exactly that, meeting people with a diverse um, basis or adverse growth distance and and learning from those people. I'm always open to learning because heaven knows my poor brain couldn't handle it all at once. <laughs> you do just fine, Laura. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, here's, here's the difference, though, right? When, when you're out in the world, the, the I really hate calling this the virtual world because – I'm sorry, in 2009, this is the real world, but we just haven't coined another name for it. But, I mean, in the real world, right, you're kind of learning from some colleagues and you're asking advice maybe from your family who's not really qualified in your business or other people struggling, right? As you build relationships in social media, right, we're all getting advice from each other and we're all leaders in what we're doing. That's what makes the advice that much more powerful, right? So I'm kind of forging ahead here with Ustream and with video and social media promotions. Laura's steaming ahead here with podcasting and business consulting and organizing people and putting that together. Jamie's a leader with an SEO, you know, and social media strategy and all that. So as we come together, we're all giving each other advice, but it's we're all moving in the same direction. Right. And, and, and if you notice that the, the power comes in. The competition um, in in corporate America, it's cat scratch fever. You know, it's how many people can you step on their backs to get to the top. I don't get that same. Um, I can't think of anything politically correct to call it. Um, <laughs> but I think it's, but we have to be careful. <laughs> exactly, but it's a share the wealth. You know, we combine our minds or our talents and come up with even better value going forward. That's how I look at it. Absolutely. And, and let me say this. It, it's, it's a mentality that even I hadn't had to learn, right? I really thought a lot of this mindset, visualize it, was new age garbage. I really did, going into 2009. If you would have interviewed me in December of 2008, I would have been a completely different human being than I am today, completely Right, because I was stuck in a real estate mentality, a corporate mentality, a dog-eat-dog -dog mentality. And then I read The Go-Giver. Right now, I've read all these kind of books before. And to be honest with you, is The Go-Giver really any that more special than The Millionaire Mind or some of these other books? Probably not. 
But these books, certain books will – if you ask most successful people, there's usually one book that was their defining moment, right? And, and for whatever reason, that particular book clicked with that particular person on that day to make this huge difference. It's and all about timing. That's what did for me. Yes. It's, it's all about timing. You can lead people all over the all over the place, but until they're ready to actually hear, then it doesn't really matter. And the same with those books. I mean, you can read the pages. I know in high school and college, I've read a lot of books. And if you gave me a test <laughs> on those books right now, I would fail miserably. <laughs> well, for me, you know, these were all principles and concepts that I was trying to live every day, but I didn't have them defined. Right, I, I was striving for these principles, but after reading that book, it defined what I was trying to do. Now, taking that to the next level, now I've realized that, you know what, even if Laura was my direct competitor, I would still be here supporting her 100%. I'd still be on the show. I would still be promoting her. Now, to the corporate world or to the old school mindset, people would say, Harrison, you're crazy. Why would you're losing revenue? You're losing this, that, or the other. Well, no, you're not, because once you get in the zone and understand if you help 100 people, 1,000 people, 10,000 people succeed, you will succeed. People will screw you over along the way. I'm not going to say people won't do that, but I promise you people overall are fantastic. And when you start connecting with the right people, life is good. And I can tell you in 2009, my life has never been better. Absolutely, and another one of your one another one of our um, uh, um, our crew has checked in, and they think that the movie you were talking about was The Matrix. The Matrix, that's it. Thank you very much. Thank and that you would very be much, Shay. The Matrix. Awesome, Shay. <laughs> Matrix, yes. You know, all those lights coming down, and and you could see the world within the lights. That's that's kind of how I look when I, I use a, a program called TweetDeck. Uh, and you can set up all these searches and follow certain people and put them in lists. And, and you start creating this really cool environment where you can watch the flow. And it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, a, it's amazing. And, I don't and, even have and, words for it anymore. I know, right? <laughs> it can be a little overwhelming, but, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, Jamie has another thought for you, too, here, Harrison. Okay. He's in agreement with us, and he says we need to collaborate more. Um, there's more than enough business out there, and we need to help each other. And I am right there with you, Jamie, because the more we collaborate, again, the better the value we're putting out. See, that's why I love that guy. I mean, he, he totally gets it. He, he, he's one of us. I mean, love that guy. Amazing. Okay, um, Let's talk about wallflowers. You remember those from your old dance days, right? The guy's just standing up against the wall not doing anything. Absolutely. How many of those do you think you have in your stream? Well, I can tell you, I think I've got 7,300 followers now. And I go through people. I think I'm following like 4,000. But I can tell you in my inner circle, I have maybe 30 now and maybe a hundred that are very, very active. Uh, now, I think a lot of – I go in and use a program called Twitter Karma, and if you haven't tweeted in the last 10 days, I'm going to delete you. Uh, and I say 10 days because maybe you went on vacation, right? Maybe you got sick or maybe something happened and, and we haven't connected, and we're going to leave that in there. But, yeah, I mean, it, it really burns my butt when I say, hey, how's it going? How's your day when you followed me and then you never answer me? Well, why are you here? Yeah, exactly. You've got this most powerful tool, <laughs> most powerful tool ever, and you're not using it. Why? And, ugh, yeah, yeah, I, I get very passionate about this. So sorry if I'm, I'm going a little bit. But <laughs> no, that's okay. Because, you know, I have the same thing. There's some great bios out there, and I love to use um, – Tweet, that's with a P on the end, search to look at, pull up people's bios based on key interests of my own. And, of course, I'll follow them, and I, you know, will uh, initiate a conversation if they don't do that. But I can't understand why in writing they look so phenomenal, but then when it comes time to get engaged, no response. Automation, automation, automation. 
one, how about those Twitter expert coaches that, hey, I want to learn more, and you never hear from them? <laughs> I thought you were a Twitter expert. Contact me. Nothing. <laughs> what? You know, and I've done that. I have seen some people that have some um, talents that I would be interested in purchasing. But, again, I only buy from those that I know, like, and trust because – I learned in the HR world that you anybody can look good on paper, right? So I want to kind of see if they can walk the walk before I give them my dollars, right? And I will send them a tweet or an email or a post on Facebook saying, look, I'm interested in one of your products. Let's talk. Now, Harrison, if I said that to you, what would you do? If you wanted to look at my product, let's talk. Uh-huh. I'm all over you. <laughs> like white on rice, right? <laughs> I mean, how soon do you need me to catch a plane? I mean, you know, yeah. Let's, let's do it. You need I mean, it. does that not you. sound like somebody who's ready to buy? All you've got to do is convince me that you're the person I need to buy it from. Well, it's it's almost like in, in the old world, which is still here. I, I mean, I, I saw so many real estate agents who would complain about not having business but yet when you called them, their phone always went to their voicemail. If you're hungry for business, you should never, ever go to voicemail, right? The only reason why you should go to voicemail is because you're on the phone. Absolutely. Because you're busy. But, it, but look, I know a lot of these folks weren't busy, and it used to kill me. And you know what? Here's the thing in business. If you don't answer your phone, I'm going to, okay? And I'm going to take all your business. And you don't want that. Right? Answer your phone. There's enough business to go around. Just pick up the phone, answer the tweet, engage with the people, and everybody will be happy. We can pull ourselves out of this economic mess, really, by banding together, building stronger communities, bigger relationships, doing business together, instead of the old-school greed and cutting everybody's throat. That's what got us here in the first place. Strength in numbers. Strength in numbers, baby. Love it. I have another one that wants to know what your opinion is in blocking people that send you spy war invitations. Or what is it, spy? Um, Mafia wars and all that kind of stuff on Facebook, yes. I would assume. Yes. No, no, no. On Twitter. On Twitter. Well, I, you know, I try to DM people and just tell them, look, I, you know, that's not what I'm here for. If you are, that's great. And if that's their only purpose, then... You know, yeah, I'm going to block them out of my own personal life because that's not what I'm into. But, I mean, overall, it's still okay to play. And if that's what you're there for, find those people that are there for that as well and just bond with those folks. Uh, but personally, no, I mean, I'm not really here to – I mean, I'll do the great girl cheese controversy. But, yeah, you, know, you created that one. <laughs> <laughs> you brought that one on your own self. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I, I'm probably going to lose this particular battle, but as a court of law, I'm going to win because – and you'll see the blog. Everybody will see the blog shortly. Yeah, well, I think the evidence was tainted. <laughs> it was. Well, the poll is on somebody else's website, and there's, there's some verbiage on there that's definitely swaying people in his direction. So Exactly, like the grill marks, man. Where's the grill marks? <laughs> <laughs> If I would have given I mean, one of those to my kids, they would have given it back. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I mean, just personally, I think those are a waste of time. But if you're into them and want to do them, then that's fine, too. <laughs> Shay agrees. Dude, that is not a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> okay, well, let me go ahead and make part of my defense, right? You only see one side of the sandwich. And the but you're supposed to grill the both sides. Well, where's that in the grilled cheese handbook? Because you put, oh man! Oh. You know what? I'm gonna go back and make more comments on that site. <laughs> um, I have another question here out of Canada that wants to know how routinely do you make comments on other people's blogs? Probably not as much as I should, and and I'm working more on that. But we've been so busy now that we're growing. But you should you should pick. X amount of blogs and make a comment on those blogs as much as you can, right? Especially if you're supporting other people, if you really like their content. Because, look, if somebody's working really hard to put content out for you and you're finding value in that, it feels great to get a comment, right? I mean, that little payoff makes 
the work that goes into blogging and blogging worth it. You know, because blogging and blogging within itself is not a very profitable business. The payoff with that comes in those comments and those interactions. You know, and that's what I enjoy about blogging and blogging is the interaction with the people. So as much as you physically can without needing to go to what I call now tweethab. Now, since you – and this is a very good question for you because um, you are the video guy, right? Okay. Um, you do like to do your things via video. Have you – do you find it more um, – let me see, how can I phrase this for them? Um do you find it more powerful and in the end result being a quicker connection by living, leaving a video response? A hundred percent, yes. And, and let me explain that. When, when I first started this, right, I was in real estate. My whole focus was real estate. And I was running a real estate blog. Uh, blog. I was doing video on um, actually a, a rehab project I was doing. I actually had a, a client, a prospect at that time, call me from Oregon, flew here. We had a great meeting. Uh, she had already talked to five or six of my competitors, too, and I always ask people, why did you work with me over my competitors? And she said, flat out, because of your videos, I already felt like I knew you. I knew I, I liked you. I trusted you. I felt like I knew you, and that's why I bought this property from you. So, yes, video is so much. Look, people are too busy to read now. Right, and that's why video is, is blowing up and taking off. Now, I'm not saying that people don't blog because the written word is still a beautiful thing. But put more video on Facebook, it burns me up that more people aren't using the video feature. There's that little thing right under the, the box that has a little video camera on it. You click that, boom, you can leave a video right on somebody's wall. Hey, Laura, how's it going today? You know, hey, Jeff. What are you doing? Are you getting into some trouble? You know, how's business? Well, whatever. But it's that very personal message, and it, it just builds that much faster than the written word can. And, uh, and our SEO guys are weighing in saying videos get uh, ranked on search engines before the written word. Yes, that's one thing I just found out about myself. Thanks, Jamie Krager. <laughs> Go, Jamie. <laughs> Give him all the credit for that. Uh, but, you know, I think that came because Google bought YouTube, right? So now when you do a video, and Jamie would uh, explain this much better than me, but somehow it gets transcribed and the bots come in and boom, 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 and, and it's better for your SEO. And now I'm loving life because video is what I love to do. So that's giving – me right now a big advantage and it's an advantage everybody can take uh, you know now a lot of people are scared to death to do video right laura i mean that's a that's the biggest hurdle uh yes. shay shay uh it's her last name binds right shay binds that's correct she she just did her first video a few days ago she was scared to death so was i <laughs> right um but here's the thing. She's already loving it. She, it's her second, she just did her second video, her vlog's for first birthday, uh, and now it gets much easier every single time. The first time I put a video on, I was scared out of my wits, sweating, freaking, shaking, voice was all, uh. But I just went down in the basement. I bought one of those little flips that you can pick up now for like one ninety nine or less called a, a flip, and I just went in the basement and just started talking into the video camera getting comfortable with my voice, my face, you know, all that stuff. Now, I think I'm pretty good looking, but I'm not Tom Cruise. Okay, um, so. Shall we put a poll up about that? <laughs> no, you know what? I'm, I'm already getting my butt kicked in one poll today. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, with social media, it's all about authenticity. <clears throat> it's not about production. It's not about how beautiful you are. It's about you and your personality and your authentic message. And it took me a while to figure that out. And it really took my partner in crime here, which is Ryan O.D., who's co-host on the show, to kind of kick me in the butt with that. Because I was trying to do these produced, well-thought-out videos, and some of them are pretty good, if I don't do say so myself. But people want – they want to bring real and reality TV back. And this – we are living the ultimate reality TV. Because when you see me do a video or you hear me on a podcast – I'm speaking my passion and what I love. You know, I 
you can't fake this stuff. And that's what that, that's again what makes it so amazing. You just turn the video on and go. And folks, everybody listening out there, if you do that, you're gonna love. You're just gonna love it. But on the other hand, if you're one of those folks that don't have the personality, you just partner up with somebody that does. Absolutely. You write the content and let them be the front person talking on the video, right? Everybody can't be me. Everybody can't be Gary Vaynerchuk. Everybody can't be Laura. But you can, you've got to be yourself. And, and if you're great at writing the content or creating the content, partner up with somebody like me, and we'll spread the message for you. So it, it, everything here is viral. I have another question from you from your co-host. It says, Ryan O.D. Ryan O.D. in Chicago. Should people let go of the idea of the follow friend counts? Uh, no, no. Uh, I know where Ryan's going with this because it, it's kind of a debate right now where people are just randomly retweeting and massively following Friday, right? If you notice what – I haven't been able to participate that much in Follow Friday lately because we've been so busy with traveling and whatnot. But if you'll notice lately what I've been doing, Follow Friday, people I like, know, and trust list three, four people on it, people that are great in real estate, three, four people on it, you know, people that are solid business consultants, three, four people on it, right? So when people see my follow Friday, there's a description. We only got 140 characters, but, you know, there's that description there. There's the people there, and it's coming from somebody who is engaging with others. So that's what makes follow Friday so powerful. But if you're just – tweeting out 15, 20, 30, 60 names at random, then, yes, I agree that Follow Friday should probably go away in that sense. Now, and and so, I want to add to that. Um, having been around when Follow Friday came to be, Follow Friday was designed to do what you are doing, the introducing like minds. It was never intended to send out these massive amounts of tweets that clog up the system every Friday. It was designed to make introductions to like-minded people. And they were doing it kind of all on one day. And there's a whole article out there, which if you want, I'll post it up on uh, on my blog so you can see it again. Um, but that was the purpose of Follow Friday. And there was an article out last week after Follow Friday that was written by, um, I think her name is Lori. Uh, Lori Marino, I believe, and she nailed it right on the head. Follow Friday is not worth it anymore. Not saying that we're not meeting some great people on that Friday, and everybody likes to see their name in print. However, you can't engage in any other business on Friday at this point because there's thousands and thousands and thousands of repetitive tweets going out over and over and over again, and it's noise. It becomes noise. Because you're not actually going out and talking to each of those people that I send you every Friday. <laughs> right. Right? There's just not enough time. Stop retweeting other people's Follow Friday. Do your own Follow Friday. I was guilty of that when I first got into it, too, because I didn't understand the whole process. But Follow Friday is you connecting those people with others because you believe in them. And if you're just retweeting randomly other people's Follow Fridays, you're just making noise. Right, and that doesn't give you value or them value. And as far as the follow friend count that shows um, on the top of our profiles, uh, about a month and a half ago, they actually talked about the, the uh, taking that off, so that we, you know you would ha- you could go look yourself to see what it was, but it would not be prevalent in neon lights every time someone went to your profile. And Ryan, personally, I would love to see it go away. Because the number of people that you see there is not relevant to what they're doing. You know, it just lets you know where, how long they've been playing the game. Well, you know what I say and what I live by now? Every day is Follow Friday for me. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're connecting, connect. Connect with people. Bring them together, you know. Bring them together. Bring them together for a purpose. I kind of like to think of it as matchmaking. You know, I, I, this person... I, I'm always, you know, you know, my brain always goes two million miles an hour. I want this person and this person to hook up because I see great things if those two would get together in the same room. That's the way I play the game. Absolutely. 
All right. We are rapidly reaching the top of the hour. Is there any last words of advice you'd like to share with our audience? Uh, be looking for the blog at goglidertomedia.com. Uh, we're going to be putting a lot of value up there, and, and definitely the show, Go Glider TV, where you know, I want your comments, your questions, and what you want to see on the program because we're really working hard to make our platform what you want, not what we want. And, and that's really what we're pushing for. Uh, so just let us know what you want, and then we're going to put it out there. All right. And, Harrison, I'd like to really thank you for taking time to join us today. I knew it was going to be fun working with you side by side. And for the audience, if you'd like to stay in contact with Harrison, you can do so on Twitter at Harrison Painter or, like he said, his website, GoGladiatorTV.com or GoGladiator.com. For those, for my audience that has, I still have about, oh, about 150 questions still showing here on my screen. Um, I will transcribe those to the archive page with, uh, I'll pull some answers out of Mr. Harrison later. And I thank all of my audience for continuing to stick with us. And, yes, you guys have made a new record. Today we have 5983. 5983 on the line as we speak. Love you guys. All right. Laura Kennedy Live is going to be taking off next week, but we will be back after the uh, Labor Day holidays with a roll of thunder. So until then, remember... There are no rules to marketing, only guidelines. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Laura. Thank you, Harrison.